Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Welcome back to Making Progress, the ramen movement. As you can see, there's somebody different introducing the show today. You know why? Because somebody's on a vacation. And I don't know why he didn't think it was important enough to be here today. But guess what? I'm here. And we have some more beautiful people here. So we're about to get this going. Uh, today's subject, we're gonna talk about customer service and the importance of customer service and what part it plays as far as making your brand strong or killing your brand because it can happen either way. But what we wanna do first, let's go around the table. We're gonna start with the lady. Thank you, Carrick, I appreciate you. Hi, this is Davette Jones with IamWealthyNow.com. You know, just wanted to reach out to people and help other business owners to be able to go from struggle to success. Anything that I can do to be a reach out and give me a call. Marcus Blair, a personal trainer, fitnessknocks.com, various other ventures now here, there, and everywhere. You might see some of my writing on different websites around. Um, also, same as Davette, also like to pass on information as far as entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, overcoming fear, other obstacles, things that uh, come up along the way. All right, all right. This is uh, Timothy Allen, and um, once again, the self-described serial entrepreneur. Serial. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So serious. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Marcus said, I'm here to give my best for those that are on the come up and want to make a change and a difference in their lives. I'm uh, willing to give all the information I have to uh, see that come to fruition. All right, and I am CT, one part of the ABC Crew and HP podcast. You can catch us every Friday live, 7 p.m. Uh, we're just out here. Man, me personally, I'm out here just like you guys. I'm learning as we go. We've got a lot of knowledge, information from my comrades. I do appreciate the opportunity to be a part of this. But man, let's um, just make sure you stay focused on what you want to do, but also take away these jewels that are being given to you because you have three, four, five people that are a part of this that want to see you succeed. It's not about us getting anything off of it. We just want to see you grow. So let's start out this conversation as far as customer service. And let's just go around the table and talk about why customer service is important to you as a consumer. What makes it important to you as far as receiving great customer service? Hey, you know, I definitely want the best possible customer service when I go out. So I want to make sure that I give the best possible customer service as well. So what's that? The golden rule doing to others as you would have them do unto you? It's golden. Yeah, it's yeah. super golden. Live my life like it's golden. All right. But <laughs> and those are the things that we want to make sure that that's why customer service is important to me. I just mm -hmm. want to make sure that I'm treating somebody else the way I want to be treated. I definitely want you to respect my time, but I want to respect your time. I want to make sure that we do what we need to do and keep in line with your goals and make sure that it aligns with what services and things I bring to the table. So, you know, it's really a give and take relationship. And it is. It's that. It's a relationship because that customer service means that you are truly building a connection with that client and hopefully there can be a long-term client or a repeat customer or whatever the case may be you definitely want them to keep coming back to you and doing business because that puts more money in your pocket and of course the same thing they give referrals and the referral is the best compliment 
a person can give you. What about you guys? Well, I, I would say this, that um, as I go out and make my purchases through the day and I find a uh, good company, if I, have, if I receive good customer service, I can't help but tell people about my experience. And I don't get anything for it except for the joy of knowing that I'm going to send someone to a place that's going to, they're going to be satisfied. There's one particular place I don't mind to shout them out, Fisher Tire. The best business I've ever seen when it comes to customer service and uh, true value. Anytime I get my tire or my car worked on at Fisher Tire, I have to wait in line for them to open up. They always have a line every morning of people waiting to get in. And uh, when I finally got seen, I asked the guy, how are you able to do this day after day, week after week, and, and have people lined up at your door? And if you're a business owner, that's what you want. You want people to sit outside your door and wait for you to open it up so they can get your service, whatever that is. So I asked the guy, I said, how do you do this? He said, look, I'm going to tell you, you already have all the tools. You have a great personality, and all you got to add to that is a commitment to your service. So um, it was just, uh, it was good for him to reiterate that to me because sometimes you don't know if it's enough, but what he does as far as his business I try to apply to mine you know, on a daily basis. Absolutely. So with customer service, people, or with any business really, people are going to pay for value, right? You, it could either be a superior product, but in a lot of businesses or a lot of industries, there's a lot of comparable products on the market. There's mm -hmm. a lot of places that sell tires and, and do alignments. True. Right? There's a lot of retail stores that, show, that sell shoes and t-shirts, button-ups, whatever. So the way that some businesses have gone about differentiating themselves is their customer service that is absolutely their competitive advantage and people are willing to pay for that uh -huh. so in i know in the fitness industry there's two shops here in town that hardly ever have anything on sale and they always whatever whenever you go in there you're going to pay msrp it is a known fact that they are not the mm -hmm. cheapest places to buy anything okay but there's one at each end of the city People stream in there because when they go in, they get personalized attention, they get fittings, they get all sorts of recommendation, there's a knowledgeable staff, and people go for the experience and for the information that they get. And even though it's not the cheapest place, and it's a well-known fact that it's not the cheapest place, they both have very healthy businesses that turn over a lot of inventory, and they are the leading shops in their sector here in town. So it's something that's... Uh, it's not just something that is uh, foundational as far as repeat customers, but also it can actually be turned into a competitive advantage as a, as a weapon. You can yes. use the marketplace against other, you know, against uh, uh, your competition. Sure. Mama said you always get what you pay for. Yeah. Yes. And the more you pay, sometimes you get a lot better service, a lot better value, a lot more attention. You get more interaction, and that makes you feel a lot better about spending your dollar because... It's value creation, absolutely. Well, I think trust is a big thing, too. Yeah. Free um, yeah, podcast, we talked about a situation where if uh, who you're working with, you don't believe what they say, that'll make me not do business ever again mm -hmm. if I don't believe what you're telling me. And um, integrity and trust are saying it's similar, a little bit different. Um, when I look into a prospective businesses, uh, the individual I'm working with, well, listen, I, I want to believe what they're telling me. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes I just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those things, as far as customer service goes, you have to watch it as far as fluff. Mm. Because a lot of people like to pump themselves up and talk a good game. Yeah. And they hide behind that. And then you, when you get to the point to live, to deliver, right. you well, we are... What about Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it, Instagram, uh, all that stuff. They, they hype it up to where it doesn't show improve or it builds you up so much that once you get that product, it brings you down. Right. As a person in business, you want to always make sure that if you are going to talk that talk, you better walk that walk too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not delivering either way, it's going to be a problem for you in the long run. Going back to the two businesses I mentioned previously, that is one thing they delivered on. All the information that they dole out, it is accurate. Mm -hmm. The fittings they do are correct. And they have established quite the reputation for delivering good, solid information in a way that people can understand it and they can, and they can move on. So just to follow up on what you said about right. making sure that the, you know, the, it's not just fluff, it's, it's not just flattery, it's mm -hmm. not just puffery. I mean, those, those are, that's marketing speak, right? Yeah. But this being able to dole out actual um, good information, I'm not sure the word I want to think of here. Facts, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, you got to make sure what you're putting out there is yeah. truthful. You got to have a valuable product. I mean, everything that we are selling, it has to have a foundation or mm -hmm. anything that you're providing a service on. You have to be able to show a foundation that it's been successful, that it's worked. And those are the things that help to help under people understand that this is why it's going to benefit you or this is the ways in which or those testimonials or those type of things where I think that really helps to build out a business. Like to say, it's not just fluff. Mm -hmm. It's real life people who are coming in and was like, no, I lost the weight. You know, I made the money. No, I, you know, have this whatever. These are the things that really help people to be able to make their decisions. I think it all goes back to what you said earlier, too. Because there's nothing better as far as advertising for yourself, as far as a referral. Mm -hmm. As far as somebody says, I had this great customer service at this place or with this person. Because word of mouth, still within this day, as far as the internet or anything, word of mouth is still strong. Mm -hmm. It still works and it still can help you or it can kill you. Now that we're talking about helping or killing you, Let's talk about what part customer service plays as far as building your brand. I mean, what, how important is that to a brand when you're first starting out as far as the customer service? Because we all know we've had different experiences and it killed it for us, but there's some times where you can say, okay, I'll try it again, see if it, give it you give it chances. But there's other times where you have that experience because that customer service was so bad, you know for a fact that you're not going back. It's The simplest way I can put it is basically you have barbers, you have people where you go get your hair done. Mm -hmm. If you have a barber that you tell him a specific way that you want your hair cut, he doesn't cut it that way, hairline's whack, everything about it was just a bad experience, Every five minutes, he's walking away, then coming back, mm. carrying on 10,000 conversations. What is it? Are you going to go back to that barber? Are you going to go back to that lady that's doing your hair? Probably not. 
but this is the part where it talks about building the brand you see where from just a grassroots level where that can build your clientele up especially when it comes to the uh, business industry so let's talk about building the brand through your customer service how important it is okay uh, i'll be the first to admit that um if i experience uh, a, a business because i have a business or i have uh, businesses if i have a bad experience i will do my best to attempt to revisit before i damn the whole company because having a business um and then you talk about a business or you're talking about self-employed if you talk about self-employed it's typically the person who owns it who you're going to be dealing with but when you have a business the business owner may not even come into the shop right so uh depends on their training depends on their uh their ability to hire good people and keep good people right um it depends on um uh their management techniques so if i have a bad experience i do i'm first to uh try not to say i'll never go again i try to revisit and see if i had the same experience with a different person but um and that's why I would hope that someone would give me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because I've had people that work for me that have bad days. Yep. And it's human. Mm -hmm. And um, we're from a small town in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. So word of mouth gets probably around quicker than in a bigger place. So um, when it comes to branding, I've had, uh, I've had people tell me that they love the people that, that work for me and uh, jewels to the company. And I've had offset people tell me, hey, you got to get rid of this person because uh, they should not be answering your phone. They should not be greeting people with a bad attitude. So I think it's detrimental uh, to who you have and make sure that uh, you do a little secret shopping, that you, uh, you test it out, that you occasionally have somebody go in and see what the experience is. Mm -hmm. Because the person that's doing your customer service, that's the face of the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, that's, and ironically, that was kind of one of the reasons why I got hired in to work for the firm that I did because, quite as kept, I was waiting tables mm -hmm. before I was introduced to this business. Okay. So, it was one of those things where the Applebee's over at East Town Mall, uh -huh. like the whole left side atrium over there. That's your spot. That was the smoking section. So, okay. it was really dating myself, right? Because you can't smoke in restaurants for the last, what, 10, 15 years, right? Right. It was a smoking section. It was a busy Saturday. And she came in. And, of course, she didn't smoke, but she needed a place to sit. So, she sat kind of in the back corner. And I was mm -hmm. working the room. I was dropping off checks. I was drinks and eating and laughing and talking with people and just engaging. And at the end of, when I went to go take her her check, she said do you want a job? I was like, I got a job. She was like, would you like a better one? I was like, okay, we'll talk to me. And it was very advantageous because she seen me just moving around and engaging and interacting with my clients where it ended up becoming a perfect opportunity for me to transition into this business that I love. She gave me a great career. Side note, I missed my first interview. Who gets the job after they missed their first interview? Not this guy. Many okay, people. exactly. <laughs> But still end up getting a guy, the job, well, nothing but God. But that was a part of my job. I was pretty much the the kind of a brand ambassador. So when you answer the phone, there better be a smile on your face on the other side of the phone because you can tell. Yeah, you can hear a smile. smile. Yes, you can hear, you can hear yeah, the true. smile. That's true, right? Yes, yes. And the same thing is when they come in and offering them drinks and beverages and food and you know asking, having small talk conversation. 
breaking away from the computer and looking at a person and talking to them huge. is huge because they're like, man, I just felt comfortable. I felt at home to the degree that you have so many people that would just get to talk, 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 talk. An hour gone past and they forgot that they were there for business. You, I'm, I'm not going to say that. On, I'm not going to say that on a recorded line. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we had such a good relationship because they like the people who are there. They, they say you got to know you like you and trust you. Have that connection. Tell your stories. Be able to, like you were mentioning earlier, have be able to have something that you can talk to people about that just makes them feel like they're connected. There's a sense of oneness with you. So that was very advantageous. Um, there was other little stuff that we would do in respects to writing thank you cards. I actually got a thank you card from my sales manager when I came in on a Sunday, picked up my mail. There's a card. It was like, hey, David, thank you for writing X number of applications. I appreciate that. I mean, she didn't have to do that. But she definitely wants to keep that sense of camaraderie. Mm -hmm. She wants to kind of build you up, make you feel good about Level yourself. Level of appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's an internal customer, too. So far, we've been talking about external customers, but that's internal to the business. That's on your right. own staff. But right. the also, the other staff is being able to send those out to my external customers. That's huge. Just put a note in the mail that says, thank you. I appreciate you. There's a lot. You didn't have to send your business to me. You could have gone anywhere else. So... It is full circle. I mean, even the, the the senior saints, they just send thank you cards for anything. Birthdays, Christmas, they just send a card out. But, you know, those are those kind of those small details that can build your brand and mm -hmm. as well show value and why you're so important. And the other part of it is it keeps you in front of the client. They remember that right. story that you were right. telling. They get the card, they open it, they see your logo, they see your name. Yeah. Right. That's just impression. Mm -hmm. It's another impression. Absolutely. And a oh. company. Yeah. I think I mean, the people that, that goes along with what we were talking about um, off air when you were talking about how you went and you were tasting the different drinks just to have a conversation, to open right. up a conversation. Just to have and a common ground. Yeah. Just, that's a, more, a big thing because... If you are touching as far as common ground with people, I think that makes it better as far as your customer service, too. Because it makes people believe, hey, this person is like me. They understand what I'm talking about. And they want the best interest as well. And they want to see me have that best interest or that best service as far as um, whatever product it is you sell. Now, one of my previous companies... <clears throat> We were selling, I talked about it a little bit before we were selling motorcycle tires. Mm -hmm. Our very first weekend we were trackside was, by all rights and purposes, a disaster. The guy that I had hired to actually change the tires and run the machine showed up and didn't know how to do it. Wow. So I actually had to get the Pirelli guy to change my tires. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about a slap in the face. you got to go to your competition and be like, well, this dude does. Right? So, it was a rough weekend. However, that, that weekend, um, one of the sets that we sold, because we did sell a few sets, the customer that bought them, he put it on his bike, and he lowered his bike down, and as he's pulling out of the pit, he ran over a nail or a piece of safety wire or something, and it punched a hole in the tire. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm already in the red for this weekend. Mm. So the my uh, my second in command will basically just told him tough luck. <laughs> wow. You know, he was like, 
you know, well, we can't just, you know, that's not our fault. And it wasn't our fault. Right. I mean, if we'd really wanted to hold the line, then we could have very easily made him buy another retire. Right. Not like mm-hmm. I didn't need the revenue for that weekend. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I overruled him immediately, and I said, no, give him another tire. And he's looking at me like, why are you giving, you know, why are you giving product away? Da, 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 da. Right. And that's good right. customer service. But. Lifetime customer. Exactly. He bought tires for the rest of the year. Yeah. And the thing about it was, with everything that had go gone wrong that weekend, there was no reason why he would come back. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because... We couldn't even change him, right? We were going to the Pirelli guy and having him change him. There was no mm-hmm. reason for us to keep this customer, right? So we gave him a tire. So he bought tires for the rest of the year, right? And I think um, there was one other time we were at a different track, and we actually made a mistake. It was our fault. Um, we left a spacer out of his rim, out of a different guy's rim. We took it over there. He couldn't mount it. He missed a race. Right, right. He so mm. he was out of a race entry fee. Mm. Not to mention, mad as hell. Right, <laughs> right. Sure. mad. Right, so that that was a different situation. But mm-hmm. basically, the remedy was the same. We had to reimburse him for his race. You know, that was our fault and this and that. But in both instances, one time it was somebody else's fault. The other time it was our fault. But we didn't lose a customer in either place. Right. If it's your fault, if you own up to it and say, look, this was our mistake, I apologize, just let me, you know, whatever I can do to make this right, blah, blah, blah. Now, he was a little upset, but after it was over, he was okay. Right. Yeah. And then the first guy was, you know, just thrilled to death he didn't have to buy another tire. Right. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, and what I exactly hear, is what a business owner, what a self-employed person really needs to embody is the vision for not right now. It's the vision for the future. Right. It's the, I'll go, I'll take a step back in order to take five steps forward. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see that in that moment, then you will lose out on more than just the customer in the moment because you got more than that customer. Mm-hmm. He has a story about, hey, I punched the tire and they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. He's telling somebody that story. Mm-hmm. And that kind of... Uh, that kind of branding, that kind of connection to your business is what you need to know as a business owner. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's the stories that people tell when you're not around. If it's going to be, hey, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. Or he really looked out. He didn't have to. And for mm. that, I'm going to spend my money with him. Sure. And, and, you know, about the remembering information, that is a really good one. Because the same way the customers remember information, it would be beneficial for us to remember somebody's last name or their kid's name or their Mm -hmm. dog name or you know where they went on their last trip or what their favorite drink is so when you do have an opportunity to sit with them and talk to them you can they like man you know my financial advisor she remembered that i went to cuba and i don't even smoke cigars and came back with a whole bunch of cuban cigars those are just (laughs) (laughs) i remember i remember (laughs) But I mean, but those things, like you said, they, you all have that, those conversations each way, each way. The customers have them about you, but you also should take that in consideration. Like, do you, how well do you know your client? And being able to say, if I do mess up and we lose a couple of hundred dollars, then I'm probably going to send dude a bottle of tequila straight out of Mexico, some Diabulio 1942. It's like, I hope this makes it a whole lot better. Come on. You know, (laughs) because that's the thing. You got to go where they are. You know what your customer's like. I can't, and he, see, if he tried to give me a tire, I'd be looking at him like, what? He can't can't even offer me a free workout. But, however, if I'm able to come back with him with something that I know that it was of interest to him, Uh then he was like, 
that helps to soothe that pain a whole lot easier. All right, well, let me pose this question to, to the group. I know you deal with this in financial services. I'm sure you do too in real estate. So if, if I, I had a, I used to get myself into a sticky situation sometimes. So as an example, I had a client one time. She had a goal of running a mile in eight minutes. Okay, now free fitness advice. If you want to lower your 5K time, you run 400 meter repeats. If you're going for a lower half marathon time, you run 800 meter repeats. This lady's running an open mile, so we're running 400 meters, which is one lap around the track. Okay. Not a very long time. Right. Right. She's coasting through these one laps around the track at like nine minutes and 45 seconds. Mm. Right. And a mile four. A mile is four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, she needs to run an open mile. So we're trying to work on our capacity, right? We're running one lap. The idea is to do it flat out, uh-huh. right? And she's coasting, right? She Her target's eight, and she's running at nine minutes and 45 seconds. One lap? For one lap. That's what I'm like, ain't she got to do that four more yeah, times? She, she, she's cruising, right? She, yeah. She's way over. She's 20, uh, 25% over her target almost. Right? right. And so I got to correct her right now. As a trainer, part of the customer service is to tell you when you ain't working right. and mm-hmm. to push. That's not always a pleasant conversation to have because right. some people are like, oh, I'm working as hard as I can. It's like, well, no, you're not. You know, go, <laughs> right. go, go. Right. So if you have people that come and they have, say, bad information about IRAs or rollovers or whatever, or if they have uh, expectations that are mismatched with the type of properties they're after. How do you manage that without escalating it, without stepping on somebody's toes? For me, I try to be as honest as I can without giving any fluff. Because uh, for me, I'm straight no chaser when it comes to information. Give me the real, give me exactly, I know everybody's not like that, but for me personally, if you give it to me hard and give it to me fast, I like ripping the band-aid off. Give me the real. Right. But I've dealt with people who don't deal with that well. They've called me mean. Kurt. Right. right, right. But I think as long as you are consistent, then you've made your um, you've given your information the way you've given it. As long as they know what to expect. I think what you said that's the biggest thing. It has to be consistent. Yeah. Now as far as dealing in a situation like that where you have to you as a boss have to give that customer service to your employee. That's a that's a big thing. But the thing about it is, you have to, as a person, you have to first and all, foremost know and remember. And this is one thing I used to hate as far as the last job I had before my uh, job on that now. They act like they forgot about you used to be in that position. Mm. You can't ever forget that you were in it. And they may have, the person may have made a mistake, but don't act like you are above and beyond because you've become this other, you've got this other position and you're over these people. You have to understand you were there before, so don't go acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Now, it's okay to, if you have to be stern, you have to be stern with them, but it's a way to do it. And you have to remember to respect that person as a person. Don't try to talk to that person like they're beneath you. Because if you're not doing, if you're doing it incorrectly, that's going to hurt you in the end as far as customer service goes, because that person is not going to want to work for you. And that one person can affect you in a way that where they're branching out and they're hitting 
other people, other customers, and it just it's a trickle down effect. I'm gonna give you an acronym, POP. Now I don't use it, but I'm gonna give it to you. It's a positive opportunity positive. So if you gotta give somebody some, I like that. Yeah, information that may be a little difficult to swallow. Mm-hmm. Say something nice about them. Give them what they gotta have, and then say something nice. There you go. There you go. Like Pop. Right there. Yeah, there. yeah. You get the. I mean, it's, that way they don't feel like you're just coming down on them. Right. Hey, you showed up. Good job. You're not making it when it comes to this time, but you showed up. So <laughs> keep showing up. Get that time better. Keep showing up. Absolutely. And the one thing about us as business owners, we have to be able to manage emotions. We have to really begin to able to go in there and say, this isn't really about me. You know, you've got to be able to control your emotions and make sure that you kind of think before you speak. It's mm-hmm. so very important to be able to do that. And a lot of times um, when you're working with people that are friends and you've known for a long time, you kind of drop down a bit of your guard. But it is important to recognize that, no, it's really not emotional. This is really business and mm-hmm. there's no emotion in business. It's really kind of like you said, the facts, the information and putting it out there. The client can have a bad day, you can have a bad day, but it's us, It's up to us to be able to manage that a whole lot more effectively. We're still the leaders in the community. We're the, still the people who have to be able to say, you know what, I apologize. I could have absolutely said that a lot better or I could have really heard out your point so much more better, so more clearly. So we would be able to come to a mutual understanding it to a place where we can move forward, not just having two people bark at one another because that doesn't resolve the problem. And it you know, and and it doesn't even matter if one person's right or the other person's once you've got into that barking match, then nobody wins. So I like I I really do like that. The pop the positive opportunity. Um positive. Um that was seeing somebody was calling. I don't know if that interferes with anything. But are we good? Yeah, All right. perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, and mind you, I'm the female of the bunch, so of course I get to be the emotional creature. Is that what they said in the little? You know, women tend to be the emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's the way that these dudes been crying on TV between uh, uh, Kavanaugh and R. Kelly and everybody else. I'm right. like. Oh no! I think women holding it down a whole lot better than you brothers. Girl King did her. Did, she did, did her like a soldier, man. That was a masterclass in DS. Robert. Yes. Or yeah. Kelly's crap was Robert. Crap. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I didn't see no tears. But as uh, on this topic of what you asked your question, I think it's industry dependent. Now, in when it comes to fitness, they are paying you for the real. They're paying you for that. No. Yeah. For that push. What's the guy's name? C. T. Fletcher. Okay, yeah. He don't play. Right, right. You seen him? Oh. The big swole guy who, uh, he's be on uh, Facebook and uh, some YouTube videos. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. He gets me motivated. Mm-hmm. After I see him, I can knock out 10, 15 push ups. Normally, but you're going to be all kinds of bad words when it's all said and done. <laughs> Working out for you. You remind me of a coach, like a football coach, that uh, just give it to you raw and you pick yourself up later. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about a financial uh, situation, you probably don't want to tell somebody they are really messing up and you're never going to have anything. I mean, you don't want to give them the real. Well, first you get the sale. Then you go back and was like, okay, now, so these are the real problems. Right, right. <laughs> let us, let us more finesse. This. Yes, it, right. it definitely is a level of finesse. So, Marcus, since you brought up the question, I want to know how did you handle that situation? 
as far as you're trying to get her in okay, the mode so for it. I, I, in hindsight, I probably could have handled it better, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of why I brought it up. But that day, we're, we were out there at the track, and I basically told her, well, look, you want to be at, at eight minutes, right? Right now, we're at 945. Like, th- this is not going to get you where you want to go. Like, I will sit here and run next to you all day, but you are never going to get down to eight minutes where you need to be. So she said, well, what do I need to do to, you know, to get there? I was like, you need to try to run, like, sub eight. Like, you need to be running about seven and a half for one lap. Like, we're only talking about one lap, then you can mm-hmm. rest and recover. And she said, okay. So she tried it. She ran about maybe a third of a lap, maybe half a one, and then she stopped. And then she just gave up on the goal altogether and left and never saw her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, she had the goal in mind, but she didn't want to put in the, the effort that it was going to take to get there. I mean, it doesn't matter what type of growth you're talking about, whether it's fitness, whether it's financial, life skills, whatever. To grow, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. You've That's got true. to get out of your comfort Absolutely. zone. Absolutely. You've got to, once you're out of your comfort zone, you might ask yourself some questions. Can I really do this? Yeah. Right? And, and if you're not testing your own personal limits, you're not pushing hard enough. Right, and she just she wasn't ready to do that at the time. Sure, I know for me, um, depending on what I'm trying to do and the person that is trying to teach me. Now, if you are coming at me nasty and telling me what I need without any kind of concern for my ego, mm-hmm. I might not respond as well. But I respond better to a person that is uh, more cooperative and coaching, more so like, hey, okay, you're not doing it, but this is what we need to do. Uh, not necessarily not what's the problem, but give me good examples of what I need to do to get where I need to go. <coughs> well, another part of that comes into, and, and this is really important for business owners, you have to define your target market. That's you true. have to be able to know what company, what group, what organization you work best with. In our mind, we're like, oh, I'm going to got a business and I'm going to sell it to everybody. Right. No, right. you're not. Right. You probably need to be able to have that 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 good fit of a client that fits your mold. There would be some people who come outside of that realm, and that's okay. But you also have to be able to walk away from a client and say, "We're you're not a good fit, right. and you're going to end up costing me money, or right. even in the respect of you can get me sued. So I probably can find somebody else who can work with you, but I don't necessarily think our relationship is going to be most beneficial and and even from a customer service standpoint it's best for you to be able to lay out those expectations for your clients of what this situation what this process looks like and be able to say i can hold up my end can you hold up yours and if you can't then it's okay for you to go work with somebody else it's okay for you to you know just move your assets and try and self-manage them i don't care that's not gonna hurt my feelings matter of fact that would be better we can still be friends because if there's a situation where you're trying to micromanage me and my business, then it's like, wait a minute now. Who's, who studied? Who got the test? Who's the professional? Who's keeping up with the industry news? And like you said before, it, it's almost a slash to your ego, but you don't want to take it in an emotional standpoint. You have to be able to say, this client can be more trouble than they were. And there is such a thing. Oh, do not get it confused. Those clients that's calling every 15 minutes, knowing that you have other clients that you need to see. And they're not, they have so much of demand for you. I seen on Facebook the other day where someone went into a local restaurant and they said 
they asked for it was a brand new business a brand new business mm-hmm. and these people are still trying to get off their feet and trying to figure out you know do we charge for this do we charge for that but the expectation of the client was so high you would have think that they were going to the regis or that they were going mm-hmm. to you know one of the ruth chris right, yeah right, right right yeah regis is gone now huh yeah that's okay all right so you would have thought <laughs> that they were going to ruth chris I, Still ain't got my steak. First of all, I'm getting me a steak today. Let's do it. All right. So, <laughs> but mind you, you understand. You walked in the facility. I walked in the facility. It right. ain't Ruth Chris. Trust right. and believe. It's a startup. Please respect these business owners and understand that we're yeah. trying our best, and we might still have a wobbly table, or we may still have, you know. She is taking jabs today. It's it's my table. No, it drops down to a coffee table. I love it, and these ottomans go under, and I won't let it go. I mean, it's, it's almost like an emotional. And this was like my first business purchase, so yes. Mm-hmm. And Tim said he was value. It is, and Tim said you. he was gonna fix it, you. and he didn't. But <laughs> but the but know, if you come here, Shut my up. table is. A a little wobbly. There is a story behind. There's a reason behind that. It's not like I don't think anything else in the office is wobbly. No. Okay. You I'm checking the chair. All right. My head. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 okay. We got way off. But <laughs> in the respect of hey, people are at. They are growing. Don't mm. expect them to be at the top echelon level for your thirteen dollars and fifty cents. Come on now. Right. But, Come on now. You know from. From our standpoint as owners, that's a it's a very fine line to walk, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't. It's I mean, thirteen dollars and fifty cents. You could. I mean, you could have a situation where it's not this particular customer. You have a bad process or a bad system in right. place, mm-hmm. and then it's showing up when people come in and they go to use said process or system, and then you know, then you're turning clients away, right? And I mean it. Well, what I didn't like about this case was this. I know this restaurant just opened up within a 30-day window. Mm-hmm. They hadn't figured out if they was charging for extra seasonings and butters and stuff like that yet. So they were really just trying to figure out what's the right answer for this? How does this work? And the fact that the people, the new business owners were kind of like, let's Not kind sure. of go over and have a conversation about it. Maybe they didn't do it in the most professional way. I believe now they've resolved that problem. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like was that the Facebook friend was on there just barking and going crazy about the and ruining their brand before they even got off the ground. Now, that's the I don't like. Right. Because some people are out here just wanting to throw shade and hate on mm-hmm. people because maybe they had a semi-bad experience. Okay, they made you pay your 35 cents for butter. McDonald's is going to make you pay 35 cents for that extra dipping sauce. Why are you complaining? You wanted it for free. Now, that's something I put up on my Facebook page earlier today. People got to get out of this mindset of, well, we want it for free and we mm-hmm. want it discounted and you need to give us the hookup. No, ma'am, no, sir. I'm spending real money to start this business. Mm-hmm. Please. I mean. It's not a charity. It's not. We can point you to those. And, and I'm. <laughs> All right. They're around. That is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I did not. Mm, mm, I was almost about to say that. Y'all can't get me saying stuff on a corded line like mm. this. All right. But to your point, but to your point, I think <laughs> the other side of that is when a, a business owner does have experience, I'm going to quote Barack Obama. Uh, I learned a lot from watching Barack Obama. I know, and um, he made some mistakes early on. Sure. And one of the things he did that I picking up, I picked up after him was 
to apologize. Say, I made a mistake. Yeah. I apologize. Now let's move on. Yeah. Don't be stuck on a past mistake because as a new business owner or even a business owner in general, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have times where you're not going to satisfy a customer. Apologize. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And then move on. Right. Don't stay. Don't stay stuck on it. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to be humble enough and modest enough to take that L when you mess up. Yeah. Like, I mean, we was talking offline about experiencing mm-hmm. uh, at the restaurant over there in Charlotte, and they just when I complained about it, they just owned up to it. And they're like, "Yeah, we know, we're sorry, right?" And and that that was it. It's a lot easier to have. I, I think people are hesitant to do that because they feel like it's gonna make them look bad or or whatever. But really, it's it's easier to respect someone who says, "Yes, I ha- I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I had this or that failing." Than right. it is because if you, if you both know it happened and they're just gonna look you dead in your face and lie to you, I mean, I mean, who's gonna uh, respect somebody that? No respect that? for that. Right. No, no, absolutely. And that's a perfect transition into this last subject. Let's talk about the role that social media plays as far as with customer service. We've talked about how word of mouth can spread, but we are in the day and age of where everyone has a phone and everyone can immediately put up that, uh, their comments or how they feel about their experience. What do you feel like as a business owner, do you feel like people have to be more aware of the way they handle situations because we live in an age where everything is so instantaneous? I'll start. Okay, so... Everything that happens on social media is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? What, 40% or probably more than that. Most of the stuff you see on social media is either misquoted, <laughs> taken out of context, or just an outright lie. Right. Right. And so whenever you're trying to manage your cyber reputation, you know, your digital footprint, as far as how people <coughs> view you online, mm-hmm. it's something you have to be very careful of. Because if you get somebody like this Facebook friend that Devette was talking about that has a completely unreasonable expectation, nobody else is going to know that. They're just going to see the one-star review right. and uh, a paragraph full of slander about mm-hmm. this business, right. how terrible they are, and blah, 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 blah. Now, hopefully, hopefully, if it is just one person, <coughs> there's going to be a bunch of other reviews, too. Mm-hmm. And it's normally easy after a while, if you got 300 or 400 reviews, then it's kind of easy to flesh out which ones are just nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. And get a good picture for what the business actually is. But if you're a startup and you're in the first 30 days, you might only have five reviews, <laughs> right? <laughs> you might only have 10. If one of them is bad, it can do a lot of damage. It can yeah, do a lot true. of damage. Right, too. Certainly. Well, and I think a lot of times <clears throat> when we talk about managing expectations, being able to my social media, I think I have one of the harshest, most raw, most real social media pages out there. You ain't lying. <laughs> I agree with that. Not lying. So first and foremost, my page is called Who Taught You How to Be Broke? So that means from the day one, I'm coming after your mama, I'm coming after your boss, I'm coming. <laughs> calling out all your friends. Right, right, right. Exactly. What? I mean, but that's what it is. That's, it is what it is. Right. But then I'm also, I'm five foot tall, I'm 120 pounds, I'm, I'm got a Napoleon complex, I'm feisty. So the other one is feistymoney.com. So there's that expectation of when you talk to me or when you see my page, you're going to see a, a, a swear word here and again. Mm-hmm. You're going to see me go after and say, sis, buy life insurance on him because he's going to die early and he's going to leave you with no money. But I want to be very plain and direct. So when you come down, don't think that you're going to get 
what you would at Edward Jones and someone who's going to fluff you and sell you mm -hmm. and just put a whole bunch of stuff. No, I'm my clients that I choose to deal with, choose to deal with. I know that they come from an area where they don't have this conversation and they're not really accustomed to hearing people talk to them about these subjects and topics. So it's imperative for, I, for me to make it very plain. Mm -hmm. The one thing I don't want to do is talk over anybody's head. I mean, there's people who I feel like are much smarter than me and they come to me and I'm like, are you really trying to test my gangster or what are you, what are you trying to do? Do you want to run this business or me? How are we going to handle this? Right. But again, because my social media is out there like that, then somebody who knows she's a little feisty for me, they won't work with me. And that's okay. That's okay. You because it out there to let them. That's because part of knowing your target. That's part mm -hmm. of knowing your target market and being able to say, I'm not here to hurt anybody. But I want to make it just plain out in the respect of if somebody, when you're looking at retirement, do you want to pay taxes the same way that you did in retirement like you did when you was working? No. And most people ain't even had that conversation and thought about that. But I also have to be able to say my approach is different. So managing social media, I'll say another thing. Most people say, oh, I hate social media. So many negative, negative things on there. The biggest thing about social media is... You give people what you want them to see. Very true. You don't have to put everything out there, but you put anything out there that you want them to see. And you also, it's a reciprocal re uh, relationship. You go back and you kind of determine, okay, that person got a heart condition, so I probably won't be able to write life insurance for them. Okay, this one just lost a job. Maybe we got a 401k that we can roll over. Okay, this one just had a grandbaby. Maybe we can start a college savings plan for them. There is so much information that you can gather from your clients mm -hmm. to be able to determine, yeah, you sell drugs. You probably are not going to be a good client fit for me because you're smoking weed on your Facebook page all the time. So it does absolutely go both ways in my business. Okay. I know it's not true for everybody else. All right, I'm done. I had a story though. Um, when I was at um, my prior job, this is how quick it gets around. We had a we have a so had a social media department. So with us having the social media department, there was something that went wrong as far as with one of our uh, employees. When I say in a blink of an eye, somebody's coming around to me talking about what happened with this situation. And I'm like, what? And they showed me, and it had this person went to Facebook, blah, 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 this, that happened. It happens just like that. Mm -hmm. I had to explain to them, you know, this is what happened. They weren't happy because they didn't get what they wanted. But that quick is how that message can get out that could tarnish your brand in so many ways. And that could, because a lot of people... They're influenced heavily by social media. Mm -hmm. And so anything they see, they put it as truth. Even though they haven't tried to know the person or tried to know that business, I heard this person say it. I believe it. I'm not going. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, what, 40% of all the information on the internet is false. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did see that. I, I, I thought I seen him, I, when, I I thought I seen him when he wrote it. I saw it on Facebook. It's true. It's got to right. be true. <laughs> also, generationally, it's um, heavier with the uh, younger generation that's mm -hmm. going to do that. And as you start scaling up the age group, you see less and less, I think, of uh, the use of social media in that manner. 
I think they call it uh, Facebook or Instagram gangster. Everybody real tough when it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, internet thugs. <laughs> right. Thugs. Then you knock on the door and hey, how you doing? Yeah. I don't have a problem with you. I was just talking. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how it goes. But well, I think it it, it kind of makes. I guess under uh, before social media, businesses could be a lot more rigid with, mm-hmm. their, with their policies and procedures, right? And their uh, internal escalations and whatnot. Because if you were going to deal with them, you had to come, right? You had to come face down. to face, yeah, yeah. You had yeah. To come down there, so right. like, wait here and let me go get this person, right? Now the interaction, there's a lot more interaction online, of course, right? And back in the old days. The only way to really tell somebody was, you know, if, if mom went to her bridge club or something and she's telling these four women about what happened at Sears right. or something like that, right? right. So it didn't spread as Video information. Right. Nowadays, though, it spreads so quickly, like just what happened to you, whatever that situation was, mm-hmm. you you need to be empowered to deal with that situation. Like your frontline right. employees have to be able to make more decisions mm-hmm. quicker and make them better. Because that could go either way. What is it? I think it's um, that shoe company in Vegas, um, Zappos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So they're they they don't have scripts when you call them, and each uh, employee has a wide authority to deal with that situation. Right. And they give them a lot more power because that is the face of their company. Right. company. That's the face of their brand. This is who you're talking to. So they empower them to make decisions. Right, that that doesn't work everywhere. It mm-hmm. takes a special kind of person. Right, you have to have a certain level of employee to make those decisions. And I think, still. in a way, social media too has hurt customer service, as far as on the level of people now expect to get their way because if you don't do what I say, this is where I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to put it on. Facebook. And there's the. A, as a business owner, too, you have to get to a point to where you understand maybe if that person, you can't let people push you Back so much. Home. Yeah, you have yeah. to stand your ground. That's why people fight. You have to stand your ground. <laughs> see, right. see, if you, you can even take the Dave Ed approach and, ju- and just put the fight me on your Facebook page, <laughs> right. and everybody knows you're fine with it. Start the fight. So no one's going to call you on it. Right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and approach. wrap this up. <laughs> I hope you guys got something out of this as far as talking about customer service and seeing how important it is, how it is important it is to building your brand, but also how important it is to make an example for people to see what good you are bringing to the table. Because that customer service is going to be the, how do you say it, um, the foundation as far as your business. Because you can have the best product. You can have the prettiest people working for you. All the glitz and glamour you can have. But if your customer service is bad, your business will go down. So let's wrap it up. People, tell them what you got going on with you. As usual, we're going to start with Miss Davette, a.k.a. Miss Money, 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 You know, I was worried that we were going to get to say that. Yeah. I thought you were wrapping that up. I got you. I got you. I um, no. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've managed expectations. I see, like, I see. I there see. you go. But um, no, it's a beautiful week. 
God is good. God is great. And there's so many wonderful opportunities out there um, to really be able to help people. I know a lot of people are getting their tax income, income tax refund checks in this next week or so. And I would just challenge you to at least have a conversation about different ways that you can invest them, different ways that you can be able to leverage them and get the most benefit out of them. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one of the things that I want to be able to help people do. I tell people all the time, you'll upgrade your cell phones, you'll upgrade your cars, you'll upgrade your TVs. Let's upgrade our financial plans and be able to make sure that we have different things is moving in the right direction for you. So again, I am wealthynow.com or feistymoney.com. You can go, it takes you to the same website. But what was the other one? Um, who taught you to be broke? Who taught yeah. you how to be broke? on Facebook and David Jones, of course, as well. But I look forward to hearing from you. I'm actually a really cool, chill, sweetheart of a person. I love what I do. You won't fight. I love what I do. That's the sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, that's the sweetheart. And I'm very passionate about what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. But it's, I just want to see people win. I want to see people win, see and people succeed. Because a lot of people require you to have hundred thousand dollars to even have a conversation about this and that's what's so important to me because I've been in the situation where I've had to tell people no you don't have a hundred thousand dollars I can't help you I can't give you advice I can't give you direction so literally I am fighting to keep this business open so I can be able to help people who don't have access to this information but I love you and I'm not gonna fight nobody today and I had some really good wine that's turning bad but I'm Tim said we we're gonna get a steak so it's okay, wine, whatever. It's marginal. <laughs> it's marginal. It was good two days ago. It's marginal. It was marginal when you bought it. Now it's marginal. I mean, it was, and it's it, was a, it was a cheap bottle of wine. The more you like, drink it, the better it gets. Yes, yes. How it works. Dude, like this was like a $7 bottle of wine. Hey, I'm not mad. You could, that's, 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 that's that rock good. Too. What you got? like two bottles in there. I know. I know. When you balling on a budget, sometimes you gotta make a choice. You gonna pay for your budget. Invest with David. There you go. Sure. Hey, and I'll even say for my, I have to make sure that I make sacrifices so I can keep this business alive. I'm not out here trying to ball and pretend and front in order to live off of a thirteen dollar term life insurance policy premium that don't pay my bills. Right. But I want to still be able to help people who need to be able to get a term life insurance policy and all they can afford is $13 a month. Right. So, you know, it definitely is a give and take relationship when it comes to me, but I definitely hope that you're getting the best out of me and we can grow and build together. I love you. Money, 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 money. Hey. <laughs> so my parting thought this week has nothing to do with customer service, but it's something that I've been thinking about. So we've all got relationships in our lives that are, somewhat antagonistic it might be with your financial advisor but it could be with uh i don't know a, a boss you don't really get along with or an ex-wife ex-husband baby's mom baby's dad frenemy whoever just some sort of relationship you can't exactly cut off completely but you still got to deal with right on, mm -hmm. on, on some kind of regular basis and these things drain everybody right no one likes these types of relationships so I started, before I started explaining myself to these particular types of people, it's like, okay, no matter how much evidence and logic and reason I put behind whatever I'm going to say, are they going to believe me? Hmm. 
if they're not going to believe me, then the conversation is basically me handing them a bullet list of facts and handing it to them and walking away. Mm -hmm. There's really no reason to put any more energy into it than that. I mean, there's Facebook groups for flat earthers and anti-vaxxers and all this stuff. It, it doesn't matter how much evidence there is. They're simply not going to believe you. They may not even have any kind of a alternative. Mm -hmm. They're just not going to believe what you tell them. So I guess starting around maybe last December or so, I started managing all of these relationships that way. It's like, okay, are you going to believe what I tell you? No. Okay. Here's the information. You make your choices. I'm going to go on about my business. Right. It has eliminated so much drama, mm -hmm. so much back and forth. Text message conversations now that could go on for forever and ever while you're trying to explain yourself or whatever. It's, it's three texts, right? Here's the facts. I don't believe you. Okay. Done. There it is. Right? So that's my parting thought. Don't waste time explaining yourself to people who aren't going to believe you anyway. Mm -hmm. Give them the facts and move on. I was going to say, speak, Lord. Man, <laughs> man, that's a scripture that says that. Do not cast your pearls before swine. Right, right. In Matthew. Well, I appreciate that. Mine, my parting thought is uh, one of uh, perseverance. And there's someone out there listening that um, is up against an obstacle that they don't think they can get past. And I just want to say from my voice to your ear, that you can get past it, and uh, it may seem insurmountable at this moment, but keep pushing. Uh, everybody has a mountain to climb, and uh, when someone gives up, no one knows. But keep climbing because uh, that's what we're here for, to continue, to press on, to persevere. You have it in you, and I, I believe that you can do it. Such the motivator. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> well, um... Parting thought is just remember, treat people how you want to be treated. It's that yeah. simple, that easy. Um, stay positive, stay focused. I hope all the things that we did talk about today and all the things in our past episodes, if you haven't listened to them, you can't go get those too. Listen to those. But um, all we're doing, man, it's a positive movement. We're trying to make things happen for other people, giving you jewels that we have, learning along the way too. So don't think that you're alone. You've got all the information as far as the, the different people at the table, what we're bringing to the table. Just get out there and do it. That's all we can say. Get out there and do it. And remember what you put on Facebook. I love that. Remember, baby steps is still moving forward. Awesome. And we'll close it on that. Everybody have a good evening. And oh, yeah, if you're out there, make sure you watch American Idol tonight. Oh, you'll probably see this and or hear this later on. But my cousin's on American Idol. Say Drake his name. McCain. Say his name. Drake McCain. All right. Woo! Go Drake! Yay! Yay. All right. Do it, baby. Y'all have a good evening and peace.